Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I am the host. I am here with my co-host, Caleb. Hey. And our recurring guest at this point, I don't know, you're here a lot, the giant avian individual. What's going on, Skyhawk? Uh, not much. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like at this point I'm uh, a lot less of a guest and a lot more of a, uh, a, lot more of a squatter. Uh, so you might have to build a birdhouse outside the podcast. Well, it's it's like when people that watch like news stations a lot, they'll bring on the same guest analysts all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's like that. It's like that. Yeah, it's, it's the bird watcher that your local news station calls up. Once yes, that's exactly what we needed to hear. All right, so before we get too far in, we have to do some... Obviously, we have to thank all of our patrons. I don't know why I thank you, people. You just make me say stupid things every time. It's the best part! You know, I have had people tell me that that is one of their favorite parts of the podcast, and I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. It's both. We're here. All right, so a huge thank you to Soulless, Cam Yang, Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Gate Guardian Support, HGH Cyber, Madam Vera's Smugness, Marshawn Jones, Zyphorus, Zephyrius, AD, Anthony Leela, Blackwing Silverwind, The Ascendant is a Floodgate, Branded Fart, Damien Zink, Dank Nugs, Earth Machine, Best Deck, I am McLincoln, If I'm So Cheesy, Then I Must Be All American, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rabina Go Chirp Chirp, or Rudolph, The Hoover Dam is a Floodgate, Tin Dangle D's Nuts, haha, <laughs> got him. <laughs> I knew that one was going to make you laugh. I knew oh, it. God. <laughs> <laughs> Unbanned number 95, Konami, understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World, Zingus Khan, Aaron Gardner, Appaloosa, Floodgate of the Goddess. Appaloosa is the one true Floodgate. Asami, Dragon, Maidenless Behavior. Eldritch, Eldritch the Drip Lord, with DRIP in all caps. Maxi solves combo, Mystic Mind Duelist, Nordic Best Deck, Old Man Red. One Piece is mid, 
Oh, okay. All right, let's let's all Dang. slow down and take a deep breath. Incredibly basic. Take. <laughs> I can kick you from this recording. You know that, right? <laughs> I I am simply repeating what the people have said. I'm reading it. You're just laughing at me, like everybody else true. here. <laughs> okay, pin code one four three. Ray Powell. Shockmaster did nothing wrong. Slaking it up and stank taters. The Hoover Dam is a floodgate. I, I must acknowledge it is a floodgate. That is by far the best patron name I've heard so far. Incredible. I, I don't know if it's the best. Uh, it's definitely the most accurate. Yeah, that's true. I agree. And for me, it's it's in a three-way tie with tang, 10 dangle these nuts. Ha ha, got him. And dragon maidenless behavior. Dragon maidenless behavior, I gotta say, that's that's up there. That that The first time I saw that, I thought I was gonna die. That's... <laughs> Oh, I, I can't even with you people. All right, so uh, I I don't know if I can say thank you to all of the patrons. Thank you to most of you, I guess. <laughs> I, I will say thank you to all of them. <laughs> Very good, Kelly. Every yeah. single one of y'all. It's great. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> listen, listen. I really like One Piece. It's it's actually in my top like five favorite animes. And yet. And yet, here we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, we want to thank, of course, the wonderful, the one and only Dragon Shield for sponsoring the podcast. Dragon Shield is one of the largest TCG accessory manufacturers in the world. And they make amazing sleeves, deck boxes, binders, playmats, all of the wonderful things to protect the cards that you spend so much of your hard-earned money on. So... If you want to purchase some Dragon Shield products, you can usually find them at your local game store, or if you want to order them online, we do have a TCG. Or, mm, we have a Dragon Shield affiliate link <laughs> in the description down below. Also, a TCG player one if you're buying cards on TCG player. Anyway, also, if you want to check out more Dragon Shield related things, they have a really, really cool app that you can get on both iPhone and Android, I think. And the app lets you scan a Yu-Gi-Oh card and it will let you price it, add it to your collection, things like that. Also has cool functionality to let you, it tracks the most high, the most rising and falling cards, like in terms of their value. So if you have a card that say you weren't expecting it to be expensive and you go on the rising and it's gone from three dollars to thirty dollars it will be in the rising charts so it helps you keep track of when buyouts are happening and when you need to capitalize and you know get money so it's a very cool app they have an app just like it for Yu-Gi-Oh, magic the gathering pokemon i think they just added one for flesh and blood Ooh. yes so if you are listening to this it is not too late well if you're listening to this friday it's not too late i'm gonna be ending we have a giveaway going on our twitter where we're giving away five premium subscriptions to that app it's free to use but they're gonna give us five premium accounts for one year so if you go and like and retweet the tweet that the giveaway tweet we're gonna pick five winners probably tomorrow or the next day so yeah within the next couple of days right the, tw- the giveaway's already been going for a day or two but i want to really give everybody a chance yeah so. exactly 
And a huge thank you to Millennium Threads also for sponsoring the podcast. Millennium Threads is a really cool Etsy store where you can find all kinds of Yu-Gi-Oh! related merchandise, such as hoodies and hats, bucket hats, things like that, or ball caps. Great stuff. We absolutely recommend that you check them out. All right. Let's get on into the meat of today's episode because we've been going for a few minutes now and just being general idiots instead of actually discussing today's news. We got a game to talk about, boys. Right. So let's start off with something that is just a little bit of quick play news. We do we did get an announcement today for the 2023 B GX box. So this is pretty cool. Caleb, I would really like you to read the actual announcement. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, which one? The top one or the bottom one? Because I think they're like... Top one. Okay, because I think the bottom one is the, totally the exact same information, but like expanded a little bit more. Yeah, I think just go top, honestly. Okay. But this is... We'll take the this is a road. <laughs> this is a cool product, and I know that Speed Duel players have to be over the moon getting oh, yeah. three products in about a year. Oh, yeah, because, like, wasn't there rumors that they were going to cancel Speed Duels? Yes, there was... I heard rumors from people that... I'll just say are very, very well informed on what's going to happen. All right, so this new product, yeah. the, two, the 2023 Speed Duel GX box. <clears throat> Shadows loom large of the Duel Academy in the new 2023... Speed Duel GX Box. The Shadow Riders have descended upon Speed Duel and joined forces with other villainous characters from the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX anime series to cause mayhem and unleash the mighty sacred beasts. This box deck is designed to allow up to eight players to jump into their own dynamic gameplay experience with eight pre-constructed decks along with a selection of other cards that can be used to customize them. Here are a few things that you can look forward to in the next box. Eight pre-constructed with new skill decks with new skill cards that will introduce villainous characters from the Yu-Gi-Oh! animated series to Speed Duel Torment your opponents with Titans, Chess, Archfiends. Cool deck. Cool concept of the deck, anyway. Right. Solve the mysteries of alchemy with Omniel. That's like Macrocosmos and, like, uh, Helios, Duo Estros, or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, really cool. Um, or even Reign Supreme with the Supreme King's Evil Heroes. So, uh, basically, we got new skill cards that let you look at older speed duel cards in new light. Try your hand at assembling Detective Zalug's Dark Scorpion deck. <laughs> I'm here for that. Duel in style with secret rare versions of popular cards. Whoop, hit my mic from there. Including the three sacred beasts. And more! Uh, each 2023 Speed Duel GX box contains 228 cards. All compatible with the Speed Duel format. 200 commons, 20 skills, 8 of 24 secret rare cards. To use a card in Speed Duel, must have the Speed Duel symbol, blah blah blah. Name and content subject to change. Detective Zalug's Dark Scorpions. I'm yes. down for that one. I'm so in on that. It's not yes, because for whatever reason they decided that Don Zalug was just a, it was just some dude. Who was just a guy. <laughs> just some dude. Now when I say just Don Zalug, I mean the car Don Zalug. It was just like what he was wearing, but with like a detective coat on top of it in a, in a, a trilby. Amazing. Trilby. You mean a fedora? No, a trilby. Oh, is that a different kind of hat? Yes, it, it is. Trilbies are very commonly mistaken for fedoras. Got it, a fedora. It's not a fedora, it's a trilby. It's a different kind of hat. Anywho, and like, he like shows up and is like, I'm a detective. While wearing his fedora. 
And he and then it's like, no, you're not. You, you're Don Salute of the Dark Scorpions, who are who are in you in canon from what I remember, just a card archetype like it is now. Yep, they're just dudes. I don't they're know. For, I, I think this release is cool. I love that they're like, we're keeping speed duels alive, but like the boxes were so bad. Like the like the actual like booster boxes were just god awful products. So right. having it having it be like this single product you get uh that just releases like once every eight to twelve months to update the format i think is really sick yeah i agree i absolutely agree and i think what's even cooler is the little mini box that comes out like seven months in like the paradox box is coming out here in the next couple of months yeah so it's like yeah the format does not change like meta does where you're getting a new release at, at least like once a month but the really cool thing, though, is that you are still getting those updates where you can still play the game and play the format. And you get an update every six or seven months. Yeah. Which, to be fair, that does mean that, yes, speed duel formats last six or seven months. But also that means you get six or seven months to play with your deck before you have to change it because the meta is changing. Right. So you got some pros, you got some cons. I think speed duel is a pretty cool format, though, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, yeah. So, all right, let's move on. We have a lot of new cards to talk about. I mean, we have, like, a lot of new cards to talk about. Yeah. So, I think that we're going to kind of blow through these. Do we want to take turns? I'll go first, Caleb second, Skyhawk third. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You could say we'll be uh, speed reading these cards. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Wait, so who's going first, me? Me, then you. Okay, got it. Just remember that I that you come after me, and Skyhawk, you remember that you come after Caleb, and I'll remember that I come after Skyhawk, and we won't get mixed up again. We're professional. Right. Yeah, yeah, last time we got really mixed up. I was going to say, I was just going to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> we, last time we didn't do a good go job well. that last time. <laughs> I'm just going to remember that we're going counterclockwise. I don't know where, how you're going to figure that out. <laughs> it's easy for me. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to start with Valiant's Vacaning Solo Activation. Normal spell. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, place one Valiant's Pendulum Monster from your deck in your Pendulum Zone. Two, if there is a card in the Field Zone, you can banish this card from your Graveyard. Then target one Valiant's Monster in your main Monster Zone. Move it to an adjacent, horizontally, Monster Zone. So, it's just another way to move around your Valiant's Monsters. It's more Senate Switch. Pretty much. It is a little just more Senate Switch. Yeah. And also searches one, yeah. basically. Next up, we have uh, a card from an archetype that I'm looking forward to, Lady of the Labyrinth. Or in Japanese, Silver Princess of the Labyrinth Castle. Level 8 Dark Fiend, 3,000 attack, 2,900 defense. You can only use the first and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. And I think all of these cards are coming from Darkwing Blast, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. Uh, one, if a Labyrinth card's effect, except Lady of the Labyrinth, or a normal trap card activated previously this turn... Quick effecting, especially on this card from your hand, defense position. That's pretty good. Uh, two, while you control a set card, your opponent cannot target this card with card effects, and it cannot be destroyed by your opponent's card effect. Okay, uh, DPE, eat your heart out. Kind of late for that, though. Uh, three, when a normal trap is activated, quick effect, you can set a normal trap with a different name directly from your deck. Note this when we... Is... <laughs> this what? Insane. This card is insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. To be fair, it's not the, just the... I'm just going to add to my ignition effect and go plus four immediately. But, like that, 
rescue oh. ace guy. Yeah, but still pretty good. Uh, no, when we mean normal trap card here, we're not talking about the activation normal trap effects, such as breakthrough skill in the graveyard, or those of equip traps. This is a normal trap card flipping face up. All right. I don't. This is a cool push. Yeah. Uh, what's the next? Cards in the deck. Yep. What's next the next card? We have the dark dark world stuff. Uh, world cards. Uh, you, I, I don't have the list you guys have up. Uh, oh, I didn't. Know. I would have sent it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be that would be cool. Yeah, if we want to emergency retcon uh, the dark world cards. Oh no, I've got it on wide York. We're good. Oh well, so, you later. I sent you the link, and you can't stop me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So the first one we got uh, Genta, Gateman of Dark World. It's a Dark Fiend effect monster, level 4, 1000 attack, 1800 defense. You can only special summon Genta, Gatekeeper of the Dark World, once per turn. So if you can somehow summon two at once, cool. Uh, one, you can discard this card to the graveyard. Add one, the Gates of Dark World, from your deck to your hand. Oh, that's sick. Two, yeah. if this card becomes and you control a Dark World card, you can special summon this card. And the Gates of Dark World is a Dark World card. Yep. Oh, this is sick. This is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait till you get to the continuous spell. The field spell. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's new... Just keep going. Yeah, there's new continuous spell. No, wait. Uh, this is mine. Hold on. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Wait, no, no, no. You get a... Uh... No, no, no. I get this one. You get the field. You get the continuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you wanted it that way. Yes, I want the I wanted to talk yeah. about the continuous. It's so cool. Pearl, Hermit of Dark World. Dark Fiend effect level one, 300 attack, 100 defense. You can only use the you can only use the effect of this card's name once per turn. One. If this card is discarded to the graveyard by a card effect, you can target one Dark World monster in your graveyard except Pearl, Hermit of Dark World. Special summon it to either field. Then if this card was discarded by an opponent's card effect, you can special summon one of your fiend monsters that is banished in your hand or in either or in your graveyard to either field. That's fine. It, it lets you uh, stick your cerulees. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. So now that continuous spell I was talking about. Here we go. Dark World Life. It's insane. Dark World Library. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, during your main phase, you can discard a Dark World monster. And if you do, all Dark World monsters you currently control gain attack equal to the discarded monster's level times 100 at the end of this turn. That's insane. If you don't know how, we'll explain in just a second. Two, if your monsters whose original type is Fiend is discarded by the effect of a Dark World card or an opponent's card, even during the damage step, you can discard one card, then draw two. So. Wait, is it just draw two or draw two, discard one? It's discard one, draw two. Oh, discard, then draw two. This card's insane. So yeah, it's a bonkers. Well, first off, no one cares for the attack buff. It's the non uh non cost cost of discarding a dark world monster, getting their effect off in addition to the attack buff. And then it lets you use itself to chain block the card you just discarded. Not oh yeah or yeah or even better, you can like I think the first effect discard Grappa. Everything gets like I think I don't remember if he's level seven or eight, seven or eight hundred attack. And then Chainlink 1 will be the Dark World Library's second effect to discard one, draw two. Mm -hmm. Chainlink uh, 2 being Graphite to pop a card. Right, that's what I'm saying. You can yeah. chain block with it. Yeah, it's insane. And then during your opponent's turn, if you get like the fusion where you can just make your opponent's yes. card effect become discard a card, it's a uh, if you discard, you discard a Fiend, activate this again, discard one, draw two. This card's legitimately was... insane. Yeah, if this is 
because you can do it on both players' turns, like, especially, like, because the fusion spells a quick play, right? So on your turn, going first, you set this up, you do the discard one, draw two, to trigger, like, three effects. On your opponent's turn, you trigger this, and you can hold the discard as an extra form of disruption after fusion summoning the big new uh, dingus. This card absolutely rocks. Am I crazy, or are Dark World's gonna be legitimately really good? Like, tier one, really good? Uh, I feel like tier element Dark World could be pretty messed up. Ooh! I still think Danger Dark World is gonna be a legitimate deck. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe Danger Tier Element Dark World. Oh. Now we're getting to 60 card deck in this territory. <laughs> Again! <laughs> Just throw Eldritch in there, and it's a perfect pile deck. True. And Lock. What do we got? What do we got next? <laughs> Mysterious meteorologic meteorologic aggregator. I don't know. This one's your Skyhawk. Oh, okay. That is funny because this is actually a fluffle. Uh, hold on. Oh no! Oh no! It's a fluffle All card. Right. All right. Uh, technically, it's like it is. Evil form card, but it's a fluffle card. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a funny thing about it, typing. Uh, yeah, absolutely have this. Yep, I got it. So the name is uh, Myriologic Aggregator. It's a rank 9 Dark Cyber Succeeds Effect Monster with 2600 attack and 3000 defense. Materials are 2 plus level 9 monsters, and you can only use the first, second, and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. 1. If this card is Succeeds summoned, you can send one monster from your extra direct to the graveyard. I love uh, Foolish... Two, you can target monsters in your graveyard up to the number of materials attached to this card. Detach materials from this card equal to the number targeted, and if you do, attach the targeted monsters to this card's material. Three, if this card is sent to the graveyard, you can target one face-up card on the field. Negate its effects until the end of the turn. This is very strange, but I feel like it will find a home. This can do stuff like loop Herald of the Arclight activations. It can loop right. other entity Entis activations. Yeah. Uh, if you link it off with something like IP, it's an additional imperm on top of your unicorn discard. It's specific, but I think this will find a home. Probably. I, I also think that its effect where it just kind of detaches and then just reattaches new material is hilarious. Because it very, is. It's very stupid. I don't, why, why do they do this? <laughs> it's really cool, but... Somebody smarter than I am is gonna have to figure this out. Literally any card that gets its card of that gets an effect off when it is sent to the graveyard. Yeah, you just sit there and keep every other turn. Flip, boop, boop. boop. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, next we have news reporter from the underworld. So, breaking news: we have a new waifu. <laughs> All right, so along with tour guide and tour bus. Uh, yeah, Turguide, Turbus, and... Beat Cop. Yeah, Beat Cop. that's Beat it, Beat Cop. All right, news reporter from the Underworld, Dark Fiend Link Effect Monster, 1,000 attack, Link 2, arrows are left and down. Two effect monsters, you can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn, cannot be used as Link material to turn it was Link summoned. One, if a monster you control would be destroyed by battle or card effect, you contribute one Fiend monster instead. You can target one fiend monster in your graveyard, except news reporter from the underworld. You cannot special on monsters for the rest of this turn, except fiend monsters. Also, discard one card, and if you do, special summon that monster. This is literally more Dark World support. <laughs> yep. 
uh, I, I, I will I say. I sat here the night that this released thinking, this card's really bad. And now that I just read the new Dark World yeah. cards, this card is literally a Dark World card. That's yeah. crazy yeah. and funny. It has one downside, not being able to use it as Link Material is fine, but you have so many ways to clear this. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say uh, the funny thing is that this is also really good Infernity support. Uh, yeah. Being a Fiend Link to that lets you like pitch cards from your hand is actually quite strong in the deck that wants to have no cards in its hand. Uh, uh, yes. It's not like it's going to do anything, but it, it actually is good for Infernity. Um, uh, uh, yes, Infernity, Infernity, the original artifact deck. Actually, real quick, actually, real quick, I just came up with actually a really cool use for this, and specifically Dark World. And since Dark Worlds have a whole lot of effects, uh, a lot of monsters that switch themselves when they're discarded, you can get four on field, you make her, get the discard effect, blah, blah, blah. Use the other two to make IP Masquerina pass, and then during your opponent's turn, uh, Link... Um, she cannot IP, be used as Link material. The turn she is summoned. Oh! So then during your opponent's turn... The turn is Link summoned. Then during your opponent's turn, you can just make, like, a Tunigate Abo. Right. On top of your Graphopop and the... Uh, the Fusion. The Fusion Pseudo-Negate... And whatever hand traps you draw off of drawing four cards off of your continuous spell. Exactly. <laughs> Dark World. It's going to be really good. Like, <laughs> surprisingly scary good. Yeah. Okay. Next, we have some Reddit cards. Caleb, do you have the link pulled up? You ready to go? Uh, give me one second. Pulling up the link now. Come on, Caleb. we got to be on top of these things. If you don't respond, then. I was just being mean. <laughs> I see how it is. I got the. Uh, That's the loudest I've ever seen you silently chuckle in my life. I, I got him up. That's true. Uh, where, where's the link at? In the Discord chat. Uh, I, I put it in the uh, in <laughs> the uh, the thing, the the recording studio open chat. Ah, okay. There you go. Thank it's you. a yes. new feature on Discord that none of us are used to it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah, the first one should be the uh, the Kudo Spirit, if you see it in the comments. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Okay, so we have Kudo Spirit Hanshi, Wind Level 5 Warrior Pendulum Spirit Effect. Jesus! Why is this thing also not a tuner and a flip monster while we're at it? <laughs> <laughs> 2400 attack, 1000 fence, pendulum effect. When a monster is pendulum summoned, return this card to its owner's hand. Monster effect. If, if this card is normal summon, you return one card in your pendulum zone and every card in its column to the owner's hand, and then you can add a, a 24 1000 monster from your deck to your hand other than Kyoto Shirt Hanshi. During two, during the turn in which this card is summoned or flip face up, return to the owner's hand. So this wait, is. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the first spirit monster to not have the discard cannot be special summoned? Yes. Because uh, then you wouldn't be able to pendulum summon it. Right. That but... is incorrect uh this is actually a part of like a mini series of cards uh that are like pendulum series uh the most popular one would probably be uh kaiden i think it's kaiden denko spirit or something uh it did see play in the tcg like 2017 2018-ish and it's like a weird mini series of like pendulum spirit monsters that bounce themselves and bounce cards your opponent controls and do weird stuff However, we were the not most important that. thing about, about it. Yeah, the most important thing about this card uh, is that it searches Terror King Salmon. Uh, oh no! Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it searches. <laughs> it searches. <laughs> monarch. No, all. Oh, Inferno Queen. Inferno Queen Salmon. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, so you, so you normal summon this, right? You add Vanity's uh, Fiend, and then you Pendulum summon Vanity's Fiend. That's like, that's I what this card that, is. I think that Konami is listening to our episodes that you just have. <laughs> and they're like, quick, 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 another one, another one. Another one. Anyway. That's what happens. Why are y'all getting all of the cool ones? All right, Skyhawk, it's up to you. Oh, that's true. I guess it's me. I mean, you'll get a cool one after this. Uh, so this is maybe you'd this the one, most... and, you'd, and you'd rather the other one. Yeah, actually, yeah. If you'd like to do this one, I'll do. I'll do the other one. Yeah, yeah. Samsara Calico Cat, the dark level three zombie synchro tuner effect monster. Again, why don't we just make it a flip monster while we're at it? Sixteen hundred attack, twelve hundred defense. One tuner, one or more non-tuner monsters. Well, considering it's level three, that would be a lot of level ones. You can only use each effect of Samsara Calico Cat once per turn. One, during your opponent's main phase, you can quick effect immediately after this effect resolves. Synchro summon using monsters you control, including this card. Okay, kind of like Formula Synchron. That's cool. It's an only amazing to be level 3 formula. Yeah. If this card is in your graveyard, you can target one other Synchro monster in your graveyard. Return it to the extra deck, and if you do special summon this card, but banish it when it leaves the field. Yo! With like a pseudo plague spreader effect? Yo! That's nasty. This card this is actually card is so sick. Sick! Oh, Halki Fibrax is so yeah. dead. Yeah, and in the zombie synchro deck, this card is really, really, really cool. Um, because, for example, if your opponent removes Zombie World now, for example, this is now still a way to trigger Baylor Drock on your opponent's turn. There aren't that many zombie quick effects that can be activated anytime you want. Uh, there's a lot of other really cool interactions with this. You can do stuff like recycle your immortal dragon, do like crazy punk zombie synchro plays. You will see this card's play. This card is really strong. This is sick. Yep. Uh, speaking of sick, uh, this card is slightly less good, but much funnier. Uh, <laughs> this is Clown Bird Ruffin Puffin. Uh, it is a dark level 4 winged beast effect monster with a thousand attack and 1700 defense. You can only use each effect of this card once per turn. <laughs> if there are face up, spell, or trap cards on the field, you can special summon this card from your hand. 2. Tribute one winged beast monster you control and target one face up, spell, or trap card on the field. Return that card to its owner's hand. You cannot activate this card or any card with the same name returned to the hand by this effect. Okay, we're stopping us from looping our own cards. That's cool. If you control only winged beast monsters, this becomes a quick effect. Interesting. Hmm. So this is like a floodgate out slash extender slash disruption? For black it's like, Yeah, it's like very low value, but being a dark winged beast means it could see play in a lot of like the... The bird piles, raid raptor, black wing. Uh, I, you could probably play this in Lyralisk, to be honest with you. Yeah, because uh, they have a continuous spell you could play. So, and I mean, black whirlwind is a continuous spell, and this just becomes a free extender that also outs floodgates. Right. Uh, this tributes for cost, so it's an out for skill drain. Right. Uh, it's it's not like insane, but I think there's a universe where someone plays this. All right. Uh, next up. We have Death Tune GT19. I love this. is a Caleb card. <laughs> Fire level three machine flip tuner effect. 500. <laughs> <laughs> All of these tags. You can only use uh, one effect. Hey, we have the flip monster though. Yeah. You can only use one effect per turn. Uh, one effect per turn and only once that turn. One flip. 
You can declare a level from 1 to 9. This card's level becomes a declared level. 2. During the main phase, while you control this face-up card that was flipped face-up, quick effect, you can target one other face-up monster on the field. Immediately after this effect resolves, Synchro Summon using only this card and that monster. Yo, this is so yeah. funny and powerful if it actually gets that far. Uh, well, I mean, because you can... This is so interesting. Well, I mean, because if your opponent, like, has a monster on board and you, and you have a way to flip this thing face-up... Set one pass, baby. We're back. Yeah. We're back to the T set you pass. Like, Let's go. If you just have this on field, you can quick synchro one of your opponent's monsters away. It's like a speed ride card, but this is like generic. Yeah, but you also have to flip. It also has to be flip face up. It just registered me that you can uh, synchro someone no, using parts monster. Yeah. Yeah. No, so so actually, Caleb, I, I think I think you're reading this wrong. Uh it's one effect return once that turn. The flip effect is to modulate the level, mm-hmm. uh, but the number two effect, you don't have to flip someone to activate it. It's just during the main phase while you control... Oh, that was flip face up. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Caleb was right. Yep. Um, you are yeah. an idiot. Yeah, so you can either Disregard. flip level modulate or you can quick or you can or you can quit singer with your opponent's monster. I'm going to be honest, they could have yeah. used both of these effects once per turn. It would have been fine. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Yeah, especially because you have to flip this thing face up to get the second effect. Mm-hmm. Actually, right, Caleb. the card would be broken in the new ninja deck. Alright, moving on. Good point! Psycho Rover, dark level 2 psychic effect monster, 0 attack, 700 defense. 1. If this card is synchro summoned, you can roll 1 die. If you roll a 1 or 6, destroy up to 2 cards on the field. 2. If this card is sent to your graveyard, you can roll 1 die. If you roll a 2 to 5, special summon this card. As long as this card special summon with this effect is face up in a monster zone, you cannot special on monsters from your extra deck. This is the first miss, I think. This <laughs> seems pretty bad. <laughs> Alright, this is the actual pack filler. All the other ones we said are, we may have said we're gonna be pack filler, but they're actually really good. This is actual pack filler. Yeah, that's awful. Why would you summon this thing? Take it away, Sky. Yeah, unironically, it's just like worse than Snipe Hunter. Uh anyway. Hidden City Calamity, which is a continuous spell. This is a reference to the Hidden City, the Subterra Field spell, but it doesn't look like it's a Subterra card. Oh, wait, I'm just going to say this Psycho Rover card would be so good in the format, like right after Goat format. Like, like yeah. That'd <laughs> be so oh, good. Okay, yeah. Monarch best deck. Continue. Uh, you can't fusion summon. Oh, no. Exactly. Uh, anyway. Continuous spell, Hidden City Calamity. One, face down monsters you control cannot be targeted by your opponent's card effects. Two, as long as this card is in a spell or trap zone, monsters you control that are flipped face up when this card was face up on the field gain 1500 attack and defense. Oh my god. Three, if this card in your spell and trap card zone is destroyed by your opponent's card effect, uh, you can target one monster in your graveyard, special summon that monster face down. It's weird. This is good, but it doesn't, like, do anything. So I don't know if it would be worth playing. I mean, that second effect is just Wetlands again. Yeah, it's just like, cool, my guru is 3100. I could already do that with the trap card. I don't right. know, it seems kind of bad. Yeah. Next we have Demon's Contract. Normal trap, you can only activate one card. Wait, did I just skip you, Caleb? No, no, no. You're next. No. See, here's where we are. Just see what I mean? 
Damien's contract, normal trap. You can only activate one card with this card's name for turn one. This turn, neither player can special summon monsters with the same number or the same the same monster card type, ritual fusion, synchronicities link. And those of the monsters they already can as those of the monsters they already control. Also, if you do not control two or more monsters with the same card type, Ritual Fusion, Synchro, Xyz, and Link monsters you currently control gain 500 attack. Interesting. Like, it's, it's D-Barrier, but bad. Yeah. Well, okay. I would say it's D-Barrier, but fairer, and you can also call Link. So, yeah. D-Barrier, ban, incoming. Got it. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have... Hoshaya no Tenga, I believe. Uh, that's way better than I was just going to do. <clears throat> Normal Trap. You can only use uh, the each effect of this card once per turn. One, reveal a ritual monster in your hand. Add a ritual monster with the same level, but a different name as a reveal monster from your deck to your hand. Two, banish the card from your graveyard and discard a ritual spell from your graveyard to your hand. This effect becomes the activated ritual summoning effect of that card. Why? Why would you do this? <laughs> wait, wait. If I I think what they mean by this effect becomes the activated ritual summoning effect, I think. Hmm. Well, no, because then my because then my thought goes, oh, it just lets you ritual summon whatever you could with it, but then without like doing the costs. But I'm like, well, no, that's dumb. No, you still have to pay the cost. Yeah. Why not uh, activate the ritual hmm. spell? Godzilla. Wait. Is bad, yeah. There is exactly one instance where th where the actually I can think of exactly two instances where this comes up. Okay. Anti spell fragrance. Oh my god. An imperial <laughs> order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just we're, uh, <laughs> we're citing this in ritual decks for anti spell. I agree. Uh, anyway, how you uh, our actual floodgates, people? <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. I don't know who made this. Uh, anyway. Uh, the next one up. Wallow, the slave dragon of the death pioneer. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's so metal. <laughs> Dark rank six zombie XC's effect monster. I'm not doing this voice. Yo, anymore. rank six, Og. Uh, rank six is cool. That means that this is uh, indirectly vampire support. I was waiting uh, for Terra King Salmon support. I was going to lose him. Uh, Terror King Salmon is level 5. Thank you very yeah. much. Okay. Uh, 2 plus level 6 monsters. 1. This card gains 100 attack and defense for each card in your opponent's graveyard. That's That gets big real fast. 2. Quick effect. You can target one card in your opponent's graveyard, then detach a number of materials from this card to activate the following effect, depending on the number of materials detached. 1. Shuffle it into the deck. 2. If that card is a monster, special summon it to your field and face up attack position face up defense position or face down defense position if it is not set it to your field you can only use this effect of wall of the slave dragon uh, of the death pioneer once per turn yo Ooh, this yo. is really cool it's kind of like a it's like an inverse zombie vampire almost it's similar but it's not quite there yo hey listen i really i really hated that floodgate but you know what would be funny if i activated your floodgate jeez <laughs> Now that I don't need it anymore? Either, I mean, like, rank six, at rank six, there's not that many, like, end board tools. Being a DD Crow is good, but also being able to, like, snatch a power spell seems legit. I don't think it's crazy, but this is, like, automatically one of the better rank sixes in the game. 
For sure, just because it exists. <laughs> yep. Oh man, I, I still think I still think it'd be hilarious to just like out, just like oh no, out one of your opponents. Even funnier, out your opponent's zombie world, go through your stuff, and then activate their zombie world on your field. <laughs> Fun. Oh, All right, Sonny, you're up next. We actually have Omerta Kalu. <laughs> so this is a dark level four beast warrior effect monster with fourteen hundred attack and fourteen hundred defense. Hey, it's a Gizmek. You can only use the second effect of this card once per turn. Or does it have to be a machine to be a Gizmek? It has uh, to be a machine. It also says Gizmek in the name. Yeah. When this, one, when this card is summoned, equip the top card of your deck to this card face down to your field. Wow. That increases the attack of the equipped monster by 500. Two, during each player's end phase, your opponent guesses what the face down card equipped to this card is. Monster spell attack. If they guess right, send this card to the graveyard. If they guess wrong, discard one random card from your opponent's hand and return this card to its owner's hand. What? <laughs> this is so funny, dumb, terrible, and amazing. All this I love this. Uh, this is good. <laughs> I love you, Gail. Continue, Caleb. Uh, last card on this list. Permeate a bamboo sword. Oh, a new bamboo sword. I, you know, bamboo sword support is not what I was expecting in 2022. Same. Uh, one, the equipped monster gains zero attack. That's two, bamboo sword. Two, when the equipped monster inflicts spell damage with a direct attack, can destroy all monsters your opponent controls. Three, you can send this this equipped card to the graveyard. Equip a bamboo equip spell directly from your deck to a face-up monster on the field, except another copy of itself. I just equip the cursed bamboo sword from deck. I, I love FTK enablers. Really, they're just so cool. Let's uh, go. <laughs> also, hold on. Fun would be hilarious is like just summon any of the monsters that can attack directly. Your phone's got a full full board of stuff. Equip, attack direct, full, poke for like a couple hundred, and then board white. Oh, yep. wait. I literally just refreshed the page. There's a new card. Oh shoot! It all right, literally. It's all it you should It just updated it. It is a dark level 8 plant effect synchro monster. Oh, boy. Spiritual... It doesn't say synchro spi anyway. Oh, no. Oh, it's not a synchro. Never mind. It's just a plant. I thought it was a synchro. Oops. A spiritual dark rider, swift returning horse. 100 attack, 2,000 defense. One. If this card is in the monster zone, send it to the graveyard. Except during the battle phase. Two. What? At the start of the battle phase, if this card is in the graveyard, you can send one plant monster from your hand or face-up field to the graveyard. Special summon this card. Then, you can special summon one monster from either graveyard to your field, but send all monsters summoned by this effect to the graveyard at the end of the battle phase. You can only use this effect with Spiritual Dark Rider, Swift Returning Horse once returned. I was excited about this, man. This is... <laughs> I was excited about this, man. It's like, yeah. okay, to be fair, going second, I could see this being cool, but like, you're if you're in a position where you're resolving this, you're already winning. Like, Oh, for sure. Well, probably. But like... There's funny things you can do where you can steal your opponent's monsters. But only during the battle phase. That's true. Yeah. Oh. Can yeah. Baron negate either players or only your opponent's effects? Uh... Would it be possible to summon back your opponent's Baron, and when this effect activates at the end of the battle phase, you can negate it with their Baron, and you keep their Baron? Um, actually, the way this is worded, the at the end phase, um, the is that just resolution of the effect. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the where it gets destroyed, and then yeah, your main phase two is when the first effect would apply and it gets destroyed. Well, the end of the battle phase before main phase two. Yeah, so no, you could not do the the Barone blast. <laughs> the Barone blast. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you sell the Barone attack for attack for three k, and then give it uh, back to him. And notably, there is still uh, one card that has not yet been revealed, but we don't have it, so good luck. We'll probably have that next uh, next episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's move on to a quick ad read and then the next segment. So, of course, we want to thank ETP Games for sponsoring the podcast. ETP Games is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are a wonderful one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have everything that you need for Yu-Gi-Oh, Match of the Gathering, Pokemon, Digimon, whatever card game that you are playing and that you love. Of course, they have all of your deck boxes, sleeves, play mats, and singles and sealed products, all the things that you need for the games that you love. And you also absolutely want to check out the E2 Battle City Days. I'll let I'll let I'll announce it on the podcast or let everybody know in the discord server something when we know the exact date of the next one but for sure check out etb games their link is in the description down below and if you're in the louisiana area i absolutely recommend you checking them out so with that said let's get on into the next segment so we've been having a lot of discussions lately about the future of the podcast question of the day so i know that it is something that a lot of people really like and i respect that but a lot there the podcast can sometimes be a little bit time consuming to produce between recording planning out what we're actually going to talk about editing i was about to say caleb on the back end doing all the editing work and so <clears throat> this is a way for us to, well, I guess I should say what we're actually going to do. That that time spent recording and everything, we wanted to take the podcast question of the day and transition it to something a little bit different where we can still be interactive with the community and with the viewers. But we were spending a lot of time trying to come up with questions because we were running out of Yu-Gi-Oh! related questions without repeating. And we wanted to try to keep it Yu-Gi-Oh! related. Sure, we could go off topic sometimes, but I don't think that people enjoyed that as much the one or two times that we did do it. And we kind of want to keep the podcast a little bit more Yu-Gi-Oh! focused. Because I think that there's a lot of nerd-centric podcasts out there. But that's kind of our unique niche thing, is that we focus solely and almost entirely on Yu-Gi-Oh! Sure, we might... What's the word I'm looking for? Diverge? No, they're, they're, digress. We yeah. might digress slightly every now and then, but we still want to try to keep the main topic as Yu-Gi-Oh! So with that said, we decided to transition the podcast question of the day into the listener mailbag. So this will be a recurring segment that we do maybe every other episode, something like that. We might do it every episode. We don't know yet. Where we go through and take the burning questions of the listeners and answer them on 
from the podcast. So there will be a channel in the Discord server, and I'll probably put up a Twitter post also every now and then. So just come into the mailbag channel and ask us your burning questions, and we will pick some of our favorites and answer them on the podcast. They don't necessarily have to be Yu-Gi-Oh! related questions, but, you know, kind of try to steer in that direction if you can. So right. We're not saying we won't answer questions if they're not Yu-Gi-Oh! related. <clears throat> we would just, we, but we're going to, like, prioritize the Yu-Gi-Oh! ones. Or at least the good Yu-Gi-Oh! ones. Yeah, yeah. If you ask me, is Appaloosa a floodgate, I'm just not going to answer it. <laughs> so, I guess it's not. I was about to say, yeah, you should just totally ask if other cards, random other cards are floodgates. Don't give them <laughs> ideas! What are you thinking? It's funny. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but I thought we were friends. I don't know how don't do that. No, it's too late, it's happening. Unless you're like genuinely curious on whether or not this uh, an individual card constitutes a floodgate. Because sometimes it's kind of fuzzy. Like Appaloosa, except it's not fuzzy because it's not a plug. Okay, anyway, so we got some great questions here. I think that honestly, this first question just kind of rings really true to us, and I think it's one that we are probably more experienced to answer than maybe anybody else on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. So, I have a question. What advice would you give to others wanting to start a Yu Gi Oh podcast? Ooh. This is a wonderful question. The answer is. Don't do it. This is our territory. What do you think you're doing, huh? <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I love the idea of more Yu-Gi-Oh! podcasts being started because to me, it's similar to how Twitch really started exploding when they got more and more content creators there making the content. We were not the first Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast by and any means. And we won't be the last. Absolutely. But the best thing that can happen for the Yu-Gi-Oh! podcasting scene is that more and more and more people make these podcasts because one singular podcast is not going to explode and be the only large podcast in the community. Realistically, when you have two or three or four really good, high-quality podcasts, then you end up with a bunch of people coming to the podcasting scene to listen because they don't just have one episode every few days that they can listen to. They can kind of rotate the podcasts around and listen to different episodes, different days. So more podcasts of a decent quality within the community is absolutely a wonderful thing. So if anybody's thinking about starting a Yugo podcast, I'd say go for it. I think it's a wonderful idea. As far as actually starting... Uh, have a computer that can record, have a microphone of some kind, and... Now, when we say that... Okay. Keep in mind, I would not use the earbuds that came with your iPhone 5S. You're going to want to get actual uh, microphones. I mean, the ones we're using were 25 bucks a pop. Yes, I think I think they're 27 and that's with a microphone and a stand. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, but they're XLR to XLR, so you'd have to get like XLR to USB if you're by yourself. They actually come with 
an XLR to microphone input cable with the microphone. Oh, that's perfect. Right, we just didn't use it because if you're using multiple microphones, you really need an audio interface of yeah. some kind. Which are kind of expensive. Yeah, you can get an XLR single channel or whatever it's called, single channel, double channel, whatever. The one where you can plug one XLR cable, you can get the one of those for probably about 80 to 100 bucks. Yeah, still kind of on the expensive side if you're trying. Right. If you're coming in with like 20 bucks, a, a half-eaten sandwich, and, and, a, a, dream. and a, bag of, a bag of chips and a dream. Yeah. yeah. For what it's worth, well, you can make a USB mic sound pretty good. Uh, yes, if, if, if you ever want to like, yeah, if you if you ever decide like, okay, I would like to take this very seriously, XLR gives you the most room to like advance your tech in the future. But if your yeah. goal is just I'm gonna try this for six months and see what's going on, you can get a USB mic and a pop filter, and you can still make that sound perfectly fine. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. But if you want to, I would say if you want to like off ramp into the future to doing other audio related projects. You will want to get an audio interface with XLR, uh, with an XLR plugin. But also, of... I would recommend finding somebody who knows something about audio, and I promise you might actually know somebody and they didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. So, find somebody that knows something about audio, and ask them if they can give you any pointers or tips. Something like, we happen to have a listener in the early days of the podcast, like first five episodes that just happened to be an audio engineer. And they helped us get a lot of our settings correct to where we weren't peaking and stuff too often because things like using a compressor, as it turns out, is pretty important, so. But yeah, that that's the best thing I can recommend for a podcast is the number one thing is do your research. Oh, and the other most important thing of being a content creator at all. And this is not just podcasting this is for anything find out what your schedule is do not make your schedule that you start with too over strenuous and stick to that schedule no matter what just about i i say i think consistency i heard this from moist critical a long time ago he said it in either a video or a stream and it has rang true for me and caleb and I think that it's very true and it works. Find your schedule. If you're streaming, pick what days you're going to stream and stick to that schedule as best as you can. If you're like us and you do a podcast, we release every Tuesday and every Friday like clockwork, religiously. I think we've to in total missed two episodes maybe. I know that we took a week off one time. Yeah. And we took... We've taken a couple episodes off in the last month for various reasons. Yeah. I've worked 25 hours over the last couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> so we almost didn't have this one. Right. We're recording after midnight and the episode goes up in like seven hours. Yeah. So poor Caleb's going to be up till 3 a.m. editing. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But the uh. point is, once you pick that schedule, be devoted to it and just make it a part of your regular like weekly schedule because viewers and listeners are going to come back to that consistency. And to me, a podcast, every podcast that I listen to that I actually stick around with and listen to regularly releases on a set schedule. I know what time and what days that episode, those episodes release and I come back constantly. So a schedule is so important, especially with podcasts, but really with uh, 
Uh, I agree. Uh, as someone who uploads on an incredibly regular schedule, <laughs> uh, I, I think it's extremely important. Uh, but uh, I don't know. That's that's a very inspiring way to look at that. Uh, I think you should all take uh, Sonny and Caleb's advice. That's yeah, amazing. Also, I just I hate to keep going coming back to this, but it's a very it's something I actually think about a lot. I would say also the reason that I say don't pick a schedule that's too strenuous. You you might think we thought we were trying to decide between two days a week and three days a week. We went with two, and sometimes I wish we did one. And that's not to say that I don't like doing the podcast, because I, I love this podcast. I I like the podcast more than I like the game at this point, and I love Yu-Gi-Oh! But sometimes it can be, with all the other hectic parts of life going on, the podcast can be a lot to handle. I put in 50 to 60 hours a week, most weeks, at my actual job, and then I get off and I put in another probably 20 hours a week dealing with podcast related things at least. So be cognizant of what you're getting into, but don't be scared off either because we kind of jumped in at the deep end. I ordered hundreds of dollars of audio equipment and we were in it like three months and I started a discord server and I've I I am a nut job that dove in on the deep end, so you don't have to do what I did. <laughs> but I would say that uh, do your research. That's the number one thing. Okay, okay, I'm done with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the top ten decks to play in the format so far? Uh, ten is a lot. I'll do five though. Uh, do your five, and I might have five to add on to that. Uh, I'll do them in no particular order at all. So, Nats is this weekend, and I think five of the best decks that we see at Nats are Synchro, Punk, Therian, Pile thing. Like, like Adventure, Punk, Therian, Synchro, Pile thing. Um, Sword Soul, the Despia deck, I think... Earth Machine with the Therian package is very cool. And I think that... Let me think about this. The Plant deck is really cool and pretty good. I don't know if it's like top 10 decks in the format, but it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I would add Salad and Morinces. Oh, yeah, those are both good. Morinces, until because the new support they got in the new set was amazing. Um, and there's also that surprise factor because not, not a lot of people actively know what the deck does. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, if uh, if your opponent only has one hand trap and they and they don't have a way to out your board, just immediately <laughs> they're in for a in for a rough time, right? Uh, 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 my uh, my two cents. I, I think all of those decks are really cool. We, we uh, need to bring our spot. Uh, but I think uh, I think the the sleeper. I, I think the the thing is, I think the artifact scythe deck uh, actually could be really good this format. Uh, <laughs> we only need a three. Uh, I, I I think we are going to, uh, to be honest with you, just the way the format has been developed. I think nationals. Uh, uh, I am I am making this prediction right now. Uh, I think fifty percent of the decks in top cut will be playing artifact size. Uh, I think is like bold, but at the same time, it's like it's not even that bold. Unironically, I I think the punk pile deck will probably see a lot of success 
just because it can Agreed. finagle its way to scythe and i think if enough people are on it uh die rolls will ding in less people will be playing dd crow because despia has fallen out of favor and that means there are yes. way less cards that can counter scythe yes uh so i think i think the best deck in the format is artifact scythe all right let's try to hit one or two more so what is the best unplanned combo we have pulled off to win a match? Uh, <laughs> I got Honestly, it. I've had so many weird combo lines and weird things that I've done. I can't come up with any off the top of my head. I have a good one from a friend. Uh, sure, let's hear it. Think about this. So this, is, this comes from Kelly in the, from the Shiggy server. Uh, she is an excellent judge. Uh, but she was playing against uh, Charlie Futch. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Charlie Futch is a pretty is a is a pretty good player. Uh, and Charlie uh, Futch was on Sword Soul, and uh, so Kelly had like set up uh, a big lock or whatever, uh, and, and had passed right. Uh, sure. So Charlie Futch goes. He special summons Vishuda. And then he just like sits and looks at his hand for a second. And he's like, he's thinking for like two minutes. And then sure. finally he's like, he finally just goes, oh, I got it. He tribute summons Vashuda and normal summons Psyframe Driver. Special summons Tenny Spirit Adhara and synchros the Driver and the Adhara into Yazi. Yes. Yazi into full combo OTK. I have done that before. Yeah, so that's so that's one. I think that one's pretty good. And then you can use the Vashuda after you tribute summon Driver. You can use the Vashuda to mount the yeah. threat before you synchro into Yazi. Yes. So uh, moral of the story is, Sword Soul players should be playing three copies of Cyframe Driver. Uh, and one gamma just to round out the package. <laughs> exactly. And one Delta just cause. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Let's see, I think the closest thing I've ever come to it was I was playing Dino. And I went Normal Summon, uh, Oviraptor, uh, Lost World, Ovir 1, Lost World 2. My opponent went Valor. And I went, uh-oh. And I sat there and looked at my hand and went, wait a minute. This is the first time I'm playing this card, by the way. It's the first duel that I've played with Token Collect. I was like, wait a second. Mm. <laughs> And I just went Token Collector, went into full combo, and won. <laughs> yep. That was uh, against me and Emperor. Yes. Uh, there used to be really funny plays you could do with Lost World Token Collector. Uh, because a lot of Dino Extra decks play number 60, Dugar as the Timeless, you could still do the full Synchro Dino combo if you got hit with Valor or Imperm on your Overwrapper off of Lost World, if you had Token Collector. Because uh, you could overlay... Uh, the token collector and the overraptor into Dugaras. Dugaras detach two to summon back the overraptor. Since that overraptor is no longer being negated by the Valor or Imperm, yep. you can use the second effect to target the token to revive a different dinosaur. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh, I won a lot of locals with that play. <laughs> it's nasty. All right. And we'll do one last, last, last question. Uh, rankings for weakest to strongest straw hat characters. There's a lot of characters. I'm not doing all the characters. I'll do a quick, very quick, strongest to weakest of the straw hat crew members. 
Wait, pre or po- pre to your time skip or post to your time skip? I'm gonna do post to your time skip, just where I'm at right now, which is Whole Cake Island. Uh, I'll do Luffy, Zoro, Sanji, Frankie, Usopp, Nami. Oh wait, wait, Jinbei's. Hold on, wait. Uh, Luffy, <laughs> Zoro, Jinbei, Sanji. Then probably Frankie, then Usopp. Then Nami, Robin, Chopper. Did I miss anybody? Yeah, Brooke. Oh, Brooke. Tolkien Brooke, man. Brooke falls above Frankie, so Brooke would be five. Yeah. Well, no, he's in between Frankie and Usopp. Yeah. Okay, six. So, okay, I'll, you know, since you did post, I'll do pre to your time skin. Oh, it's a very different list of pre time. Oh, yeah, okay. And there's no Jean Bay. Yeah, yeah. So this is like. You know what? You can still put Jean Bay on the list. Um. Well, he's broken. Go ahead. If yeah. I would, he'd be number one, and that's stupid. That's true. Okay, so first off, you have the top three, who are the who I like to call the A team, which is Luffy, Zoro, Sanji. Sure. Then you have the B team: Frankie, Nico, Robin, and Brooke. Right. In that order. And then you have the C team, which is uh, Usopp, Ro- which is Usopp. I said Nico, Robin again. Usopp. Uh. Nami and Chopper. Yeah, that's perfectly fair. Because I think we can all agree that Chopper is the weakest. I don't know. I uh, I think that Luffy guy is uh, is pretty cool. <laughs> okay, from the one that agreed on One Piece mid. <laughs> listen, listen. I love One Piece. It's in my top five. It's kind of mid. You're kind of mid. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all we have time for. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. Of course, we want to thank the sponsors again. Just one more time. Out the, out the, out the door. Just one quick, quick. Thank you to Millennium Threads again for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you to Dragon Shield, of course, and without a doubt, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. And of course, hey, if you listen to this on YouTube and you enjoyed it, then just subscribe we, we need more we need more of those we were thinking about doing a giveaway at a thousand but we're so far away we need to get closer but even announce it so come on help us out before we can even start thinking about what right right uh so if you're on youtube please subscribe if you enjoyed it if you're on apple or spotify and you're not already following us go ahead give us a quick follow it we really appreciate it and if you want to do remote dual locals they are in our discord server and follow us on twitter if you're not already for some awesome giveaways and things like that so with all that said all we have left is skyhawk where's the plug what you, what you got going on uh you can find me on youtube giant skyhawk there might be some uh, master dual fluffle content coming soon Ooh, uh, where you upload it, regularly once or twice a year uh, exactly, yes. Uh, although there may be new content for me coming soon. Uh, so you can follow me on uh, Twitter at SkyhawkSings. You can follow me on Twitch at SkyhawkYu-Gi-Oh. And you may want to keep your eye on the Card Market Insight Articles page in the coming weeks. Oh, and uh, that is all I have for me. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. It's, we don't have to, like, say that you're coming on as a guest anymore. You just... <laughs> We like just I said, I'm, your birdhouse outside my house and was like, "Hey, go uh, I'm the I'm the bird watcher expert for uh, Top Cut Podcast News. Signing off. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> beautiful. With all that said, have a great weekend, everybody. Take care, everybody. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.